This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. If you have your Bible today, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 28. I'm going to read two verses and then you're in for a special treat today. Matthew chapter 28. Put that verse up for me, Jared. That'd be awesome. I'm going to start reading in verse 18 and 19. Again, if you're a guest today, we're so glad you are here. Please stop by the welcome wall and get a gift from us. It's just, we don't want anything from you. We just want to give you something. We're just, we know it's a big deal to come to church and to come somewhere new. And we just want you to know we are just, we're proud of you for your courage. And we are excited. You're our VIP. We just, we love guests. We love guests around here. So we hope you feel that today. Matthew chapter 28, verse, what am I reading? Verse 18. Awesome. That'd be a great place to start. Jesus is getting ready to finish his ministry on earth. And he's giving his last words to his disciples. How many know last words are very important? I was at two funerals, two celebrations of life, and the last words are so important. It really speaks to your values. I don't know if anybody on their deathbed says, hey, can you go to the office and grab my briefcase? Um, hey, you know, can you, can, can you mow the lawn? It's always a value. And Jesus, before he gets ready to leave and send his Holy Spirit, who is the helper, to help us follow Jesus' life, he says this. He says, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. He's in charge. Who's the boss? It was a great TV show in the 80s. Samantha. Anybody remember that? All right, just me and the seniors. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus is the boss. Verse 19, therefore go. Two-thirds of God's name is go. God, go. Go and make disciples of all nations. That was not a pun. That was not a pun. That was truth. Thank you. All right. I'm serious about this pun. I'm, I'm turning over a new leaf. I had a pun for that. I'm going to let it go right there. It's killing me right now. Okay. Again, if you don't like puns, this, you pick the right month, okay? All right. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing. I'll tell you later. It was really good, Nancy. I'll text if you want to know. You just text me. I'll tell you. It was fantastic. Baptizing them, go and make disciples of all nations. That word nations actually means people groups. It's not just geographical nations. It actually means every part of culture. How many know there are different people groups even in our own city? Not only people groups that, hey, you know, we came from this country, and we have a certain ethnic group that really rallies, but there's, there's, there's a sporting group. There is a business group. There is the arts community. It says, go and make disciples of all different people groups, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the three baptisms. Teach them, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you, Always, even to the end of the age, through fire and on mountains. Today, I want to challenge you for a few minutes, and then we're going to be in for a treat. We're actually going to be uh, hearing from our recent missions trip that just went to Dominican Republic from the team that went, your team. Let me challenge you for a few minutes. There is this tension and conflict and battlefront in every church right now. I believe it's been since day one from when the church was born in Acts to today. This is the battle. This is the conflict. And you're going to feel it in this church. There's a line in the sand. And this is the line. Will I be a consumer or will I be a contributor? Every church is facing this, whether they know it or not. It's am I going to consume or am I going to contribute? See, everybody thinks they're a, cons they're a contributor. Everybody thinks they're, but really there's a difference. See, the church was born out of go and contribute, go and create, go and make, go and make something happen. And there's this tension, especially when churches get older and been around for a while. That's my seat. We like the music this way. We want the lighting this way. And, and I talk to pastors, even in our city, like we're wrestling with 
people like, I like comfort over calling. And the truth is, the church was not born out of comfort and consuming. It was born out of calling and contributing. Now, now you have to wrestle with this. You can try to ignore this, but you will feel the tension in every service in this church you go to. Will I just consume or will I contribute? I believe you can consume and contribute. I get something out of contributing. It's blessed to give than receive. When I give, I receive. But there is this tension, and I see it. People come into our church sometimes, and they're like, man, I'm, they're frustrated where they are, and sometimes they want to try our new church, and they, they want to like our church. And then they come in and go, ah, oh, I'm just, I don't know what it is. And sometimes, not always, sometimes it, they're called to a different style and a different mandate, and that's awesome. But sometimes they get uncomfortable because they feel like, I'm not, I don't know if I want to be a contributor. Because if I don't contribute in some way, I feel like, I feel like I'm, the, I'm, I'm just outside. I want to tell you, you are. Because the call of the church, and I'm not talking about Sunday morning, is we, want, we, we have this mandate. We will leave every room we enter better than when we found it. We will bring heaven to earth. That means every time we go to the office, we don't talk bad about the boss. We're not uh, tearing down. We, people, I want to hire them. They are the best employees. When we go to school, we're not the ones causing troubles in the classroom. We're not the ones that are dividing the school. We leave every classroom better than we found it. We put back the carts at Superstore. Come on, somebody. We pick up litter. We find lonely people and give them community. We forgive people. We leave every hallway, every alleyway, every highway better than we found it. That is the mandate of the church. I was with a, a, someone from another church this week, and they were complaining about their church to me. And right away, I was not in the mood to have it. I hadn't had my coffee yet, and I wasn't feeling saved yet. And they're like, our church made some changes, and I don't like it. I was like, why don't you like it? Because of the changes, I don't see my friends as much. This was a senior. I don't see my friends as much. I said, you're retired. Yeah. Your friends are retired. Yeah. I said, you don't need to see them Sunday. Go see them Monday at Tim Hortons. He looked at me. I said, because you're not there for you on Sunday. You're there for people you haven't met yet. It was a very short meeting. I want to let you know that. And <laughs> that's why I love the seniors in our church, because you don't come here unless you want to contribute. You're like, I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to invite people. I'm going to smile. I'm going to make that lobby friendly. Why? Because you realize this is for new people and people far from God. And the truth is we're all far from God at some point, and we're getting closer to God all the time. Consumers, here's what consumers, this is what comes out of their mouth. Here's how you know if you're a consumer. I'd be happier if they. I liked it better when they used to. I wish they would change. Contributors talk differently. They say stuff like this. I get to be a part of. I'll try to solve. We are building something. We can make this happen. The mandate and core belief that we were born to solve problems. Listen, if you're not partnered with God building and giving, you're actually denying your God-given DNA. So the Bible says we're made in God's image. So this is a little truth before we hear from our team. We're made in God's image, okay? Some of you are like, yeah, I know. I look in the mirror. I'm God's image. Some of you need to stop at the selfies. Come on, somebody. We're actually made in God's image, body, soul, and spirit. But more than that, God's DNA is to create and to give. Genesis, God says, let there be. And wherever God walked into the situation, he created. He created uh, life. He created the world. He created second chances. He created bridges of forgiveness. He created hope. He always creates. He doesn't destruct. He creates new beginnings. But he also gives. We know as the New Testament unfolds and Jesus is coming. God, I heard it at a funeral this week for a remarkable man. His favorite verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, he 
gave. God, at his core, is a creator and a giver, which means at our core, we are born to create and to give. Sometimes you see it through entrepreneur spirit. I just, I like creating businesses or creating art. I like to create, you know, uh, I like to create children. That's a fun creation right there. And, and, uh, uh, but at our core, we want to create. I want to let you know that I believe to do anything other than God's plan for your life will frustrate you. I think some of the frustration in churches and Christians is some of we've walked away from creating opportunity and solving problems for people and we've not given to the call of God, given our heart, given room in our family, given room in our schedule, giving room in our finances, giving room in our talents, and we wonder why we're frustrated because you're actually going against your God-given design and DNA. You're never more like God and more like you when you're creating and giving to God's plan. I honestly believe it. And the reason why people are frustrated is they feel like church is boring. Church is boring. You do anything long enough, it's boring. If you think it's about consuming. I don't care how much you love lobster and steak. If you have it every meal, after about two weeks, you'll be like, you know what? I'm bored with this. But if you're the one making it, how many know you start settling for peanut butter and jam? What's easy to make? Right, because you think different when you're a contributor. You don't judge what you're preparing. You actually are excited to prepare I want to encourage you that your God-given DNA, the reason why some people are frustrated is that you're denying your actually default setting, which is to create and to give in God's plan. We believe as a church that we're going to be loved locally and known globally. The Bible says the Great Commission, which means make disciples, which means heaven comes to earth. We believe we're going to be loved locally. That's our goal as a church. You're going to hear more about it even next week and by our emails and, and, and social media. But the last Saturday of this month, November 30th, we're having a serve day. All over the city, we're going to be branching and serving people that need help in our city. And some of you are going to jump in and help us with that. And we're going to, from teens to older, younger, men, women, we're going to serve. And we're going to provide food. And we're going to help uh, people that need help. And we're going to do one step. Why? Because we want to be, be loved locally. We don't think our city is better when we engage it. We think every room, every street, every office, every school is better when we walk in. Not just us, but the church, the big church in Halifax. But we also want to be known globally. And this year we had the privilege and opportunity to send our first ever international missions team to Dominican Republic. It was so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Some of you gave to it financially. Some of you gave to it financially. You prayed for it. You supported it. We took money from our savings, which is what you guys have given. We, uh, some of you came up and said, I want to sponsor people and gave generously. I was in Winnipeg a couple of weeks ago, and this man walks up to me at a church and goes, hey, you're, you're the pastor from Nova. I'm like, yeah. He goes, did you have a bunch of people in Toronto Airport a couple of weeks ago? I was like, no. I was like, oh, no, we did. The missions team. He goes, yeah, I was walking through the airport, and I saw the Nova logo everywhere. I'm like, that's right. We're international, baby. We sent our first team. I'm going to introduce them as they come on out. The missions team and Nancy, you're going to come with me. We're going to ask them some questions today and just celebrate them. Can we give a round of applause as they come out? They are so nervous right now. Grab a seat. You got your son, the coach, Ethan. We're going to steal this from me and Nancy. You guys tell the coach and the stools behind you. Do we have enough stools there? We got lots of stools. I think we're good. Nancy, you take this one because you're better looking. You'd be closer to the people. You want me to fall off? No, no. <laughs> no. Pause, no, no pun November. You can't because I already fell for you. Okay. Brownie points. Okay. Everybody good? I feel like we should play the Friends theme. Right, Ethan? Friends was a show we used to. No, okay. <laughs> It is. They have Netflix, yeah. 
Uh, so we're going to just ask them some questions. Why is this important today? And we wrestle with this. Like, why? Because this is not an insider club. This is you. So your giving, your sacrifice, your passion, we actually went and helped another country, another ministry, other churches through your giving, your prayers, and what God is doing here. We're believing in the next 12 months we'll be sending more teams. We believe it'll be a part of our DNA. Why? Because we're going to be loved locally and known globally. Amen? So, Luke, you led this team. You're so handsome today. Look at you. So, Luke, let's start with, why don't you tell us a little bit of what this trip was like, what your duties were, and what this trip looked like responsibility-wise. Yeah, so I, uh, I think we were chatting, I think this time last year was the first time we started talking about it, but uh, Nicole and I signed up in the spring, and we were super excited to do this. Uh, missions have been both a part of, uh, Nicole's my wife, uh, by the way, she did a lot of work on this trip, and she's over there, and she doesn't like the spotlight, but thank you, Nicole. Uh, but um, yeah, when, when, you, uh, when you mentioned it to us, we just instantly felt God was calling us to help with this team, and uh, it, it all happened quickly, and, and um, I was just thankful to be a part of it and thankful to be a leader uh, in it. Um, and when you mentioned youth, I was super excited about that. Yeah, because, because I'm not going to ask who's teenagers in the room, but most of them are teenagers on this trip, so that's interesting. So it was a half youth and half not youth. Um, Tell us about a little bit what the, what the actual trip looked like responsibility-wise when you guys were there. Yeah, so we worked with Everyday Ministries. Uh, they're an organization that, uh, s that lifts up the churches of the Dominican, and they support them however they can. So when we came down there, uh, they asked us how we could support and what our gifts were. So we, we provided that, and basically our week was split up into uh, church ministry, um, it was split up into construction, and it was split up into children's ministry. So throughout the week, we did soccer camps, we did construction, we did concrete work, and uh, we also served in the church as well, and it was awesome. That's fantastic. Jackson, you're one of the youngest on the trip, and you're, you look like you are scran you're scrunched in there. You, <laughs> are, you all right? Can you breathe? You all right? Yeah. Maddie's going to hand you the microphone. Now, Jackson, you come off like you're quiet, but you're not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. I, I'm a little nervous. You have that microphone. We're not going to get it back. You're one of the youngest, and you also are one of the team that didn't have, like, um, a parent or anyone on this team. You were going by yourself um, from your family. What was that like for you? It was very scary at first, but I realized that, like, well, it was just, like, really scary. <laughs> I remember we had a very early departure that morning sending the trip off and I got in the parking garage with Jackson's dad and his dad pulls up in full tears. Um, you know, they had never left him. They're such a great tight-knit family and there was an opportunity that they said, no, we want to widen his worldview. We want him to have these experiences. And I know that you may have felt scared, but so did your dad. Yeah. yeah. But I think you did better than your parents did. Yep. <laughs> did your sister miss you, I wonder? Nope. <laughs> So what would you say to somebody, you know, older or youth that say, man, I'll only go if I have certain people in my life that are around me, my siblings or my parents. You went by yourself. What would you say to someone thinking about signing up for another trip? Go. It's just, it's an amazing experience. And even if your family's not there, it's just amazing. I love it's that so picture great. we had earlier of you speaking and with a translator. How old are you, Jackson? 13. 13's yeah, already fantastic. spoken with a translator. Yeah. 
preaching about his life and what God's doing. I think that's amazing. You have a question for Emily. Emily, so your mom was supposed to go on the trip with you as well. Um, your mom had a very big part in this trip for logistics and putting things together and working hard behind the scenes. And then a new job opportunity presented itself. So that, that must have changed your mind and thought, wow, I mean, we were going together as a team, not just your mom, but you were thinking, uh, it's changing for me now. I thought this was going to look different. How did that play out for you? So You look very nice, by the way. Yes, Thank Emmy, you. you're so beautiful. Emmy is my niece, Emmy by the way. Emmy Julia. You have the best uncle. Yeah. Yes. Mark Miller? Yeah, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Emily's leaving us now. Emily, if you can just know. <laughs> Why don't you share about that experience with you with your mom not yeah, going? Yeah, so Emily so, almost didn't go. Yeah. Um, we were really excited for my mom's like new job and everything. Uh, super great opportunity, but the training was going to be over the entire trip, like five weeks of training over the one week long trip. So up until a few weeks before we left, we were planning on going together. Um, my first mission trip, I was Jackson's age, so I was 13. My whole family was there, like completely fine, except for the flying, which I did not do great on. Yeah. So I was nervous for flying, really anxious. And then a few weeks before we leave, my mom's not going. So I'm like, okay, this is a decision I have to make whether I can do this on my own. Wow. So I started like tackling it by myself, thinking about it. And then I started talking to Luke and realized my entire team was behind me. Mm. And that, like, with their support and just, like, praying and being like, I need to do this. Like, I know so this good, is something yeah. I need to do. Just with the amount of support I had, just, yeah, it was awesome. I'm like, I can't believe I almost didn't go. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. You seem different since you came back. I've been told that. You, like, like you're, you're, I've never seen you smile so much. Um, I, I just, got my braces off. Every picture I saw. <laughs> what did you say? It's because I got she my got braces, her off. braces off. <laughs> the answer was Jesus, Emmy. <laughs> In Dominican, we were, I was getting sent pictures from your team leaders and from the missionaries. And when you didn't know pictures were being taken of you, it was like group pictures in the background. You were always laughing with kids. Would you say you're different than before you left? Yeah. I feel so different. What happened? What, just give us a little bit about that. So, I, I don't even know. It's so weird. Like, doing this, like, being on a stage talking, never would have done that before. <laughs> but there was one night, actually, that the whole week led up to, um, where we went around two days before inviting people, giving out invitations in, like, this neighborhood specifically. And um, that night... We called people up if they wanted prayer. And even though we didn't speak the same language, I ended up praying over this older man in a blue shirt, and that's all I know about him. <laughs> and I started crying, like bawling my eyes out for hours. They all had to deal with me. It was so bad. Like, we were all just like crying. And I've never, I don't cry over a lot of things. And ever since like that moment, I feel like I'm a lot more like soft-hearted and open to things that I wasn't before, because I think just some stuff that I had gone through had kind of hardened me a bit, mm. but I think I'm a lot more, I don't know, it's so I different. I love that, Em. I can't you even know, explain it. I mean, I commend these, these kids because we're a Western world, um, and their worldview definitely changed. Um, again, you got plunked into a different circumstance, your mom not going, different things, and you pushed through. And God really had a plan for you while you were there. Yeah, I think um, it was important that my mom wasn't there because I might have 
just kind of like stuck with her and did whatever she did. Yeah. But I feel like it kind of made it my own trip and something happened. So well, no it, idea. Your soft heart that. and bracelet smile looks good on you. <laughs> Thank so you. good. Carrie, um, you guys did a big part of this was construction and it was like 30 degrees, and I think at some point I was looking at it, it was like 70% humidity. Like it was, even the locals were saying it's really hot, but a part of it was construction. Tell us what the construction was like. Well, it was really hot, and I think it was more like closer to 40. Um, and we weren't, we, we knew it was going to be warm, but we didn't really anticipate um, how that would look. Um, so our bodies went into full action. Like we could just feel, we would get up and we could just feel the sweat pouring off us. And we had two days of construction planned, and the very first day of minute, well, I guess the first day was church, it was Sunday, but the second, the first full-on day was Monday, and that was um, head to the construction site, and we knew a little bit about what we were doing, but we really had no sweet clue what we were in for, and physically, um, none of, physically, with the heat, that was hard, but also, none of us had purged concrete before, so it was a whole new skill set that we, none of us had brought to the table, for sure. Um, so we were brought to a small village um, that Everyday Ministries works very closely with. Um, so a lot of their projects are in this village, so they're very well respected and very well known. And so um, a house had been built with the concrete blocks, and that was to the extent, extent of the stage that it was at. And our job was to take the next layer of concrete and put it onto all of the walls, exterior and interior. So um, it start, began with mixing concrete and by hand. Um, and then taking trout. You're looking of at trowels. Luke because he mixed I'm pretty every sure single that he mixed day. for eight hours both days, full on in the 42 degree sunshine, and, and Josh, all of the kids, yeah. everyone participated in that yeah. except me. But <laughs> um, it was it was a tough job, and Luke carried that for sure in leadership. And um, so our job was to put the first layer on, which was if you can picture like. Um, uh, like that right there on the picture. Yeah, that. Yeah. So that's the finished, actually, um, to some those, degree. Look at those, no braces. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. so that's really the rough layer, and it, that's how I felt that day. Um, and we had to do top to bottom or as high as we could reach, and that was hot there. Um, so this was Fifi and Bernadina's house. There was a name attached to this house. We met these people. We went through their home that was directly behind the house we were building. So um, it was kind of a makeshift of rooms of pallets and um, pieces of steel and we they invited us into their kitchen and we walked through to their bedroom and and there wasn't a lot of space and there wasn't um, a lot of organization or a lot of amenities but um, they were pretty super excited to have this house being built for them because they had spent their money so on they, yeah the community rallied around this family specifically because um, Bernadina had been going um, had been diagnosed with breast cancer in January and so they had been saving to build this house and but unable to do both the house and the medical treatments so all of their money went towards the medical treatments this year and so the church and everyday ministries has rallied around um, and the community we didn't work alone that day those days the men of the community really rallied around us and showed up there was a couple of professionals the foremen but there was um, community members as well to build this That's house so fantastic. think about that church because of your giving and your guys's giving uh, people that are going through a fire of health, we supported them and helping them getting to a house. I think that's fantastic. I know, because it was years that they had put off finishing yeah. this home, right? And we like, didn't just bring labor. I don't know if everyone understands how this works, but when we showed up at Bernadina's house, um, 
as a team and as partners with Everyday Ministries, um, our we brought funds with us. Like that was part of the the money that we brought down um, went specifically to buying the supplies for this house. So that allowed it to progress a little bit further. We weren't just hands, but we also brought the concrete with us. That's fantastic. So fantastic. fantastic. I mean, it was so layered with the way that you guys actually infiltrated the community with your help and your presence. And Josh, you guys, you and Jackson ran a soccer camp. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that was like leading that soccer camp for Uh, the kids? Uh, before the kids came, me and Jackson would set up cones, getting ready for them. And first of all, the kids were just always really happy. And they were really good at soccer, too. And um, we were able to bring down a bunch of soccer balls and jerseys and just supplies for them to keep, which was really nice and they were really happy about. You'll, you'll see in some of the pictures, the kids are wearing jerseys that are Sackful. What's it called? Sackful United? Yeah, Sackful United. Because yeah. uh, Joel and some of our church got together and, and, and they donated all these jerseys. So there's kids in Dominican wearing Sackful jerseys right now. So, yeah. So with tell us about metal. that camp. What was, what was the best part for you and what did that look like? Uh, just being able to play with the kids because... We couldn't understand what they were saying because they spoke Spanish, we spoke English, but soccer is one of those things where you can just connect with people. It doesn't matter the language. Without like having a language barrier, you can just have fun and connect with them. It's so good seeing the smiles on their faces, and I kept seeing pictures of them chasing you guys. Um, a lot like the Pazant boys do around here on Sundays, uh, but chasing you guys, just laughter everywhere. Now, Ivy, you and Josh, where's Ivy? There's Ivy. You, and, you guys led the kids program. Yeah. And you've helped with Nova Junior a little bit, but this was your first time leading. Mm -hmm. How did that go? What did that look like? And what was your takeaway from that? So a fun little story about it. When we were at our meeting deciding who was going to teach what, I was still wired shut from my surgery. That's right. (laughs) Ivy had a jaw surgery as well. Yeah, so I wasn't really going to volunteer to, like, step up and do anything just because I didn't know how my face was going to be after I was unwired. But Josh volunteered first, and then my mom volunteered me. <laughs> and I'm very glad hey, she mom. did now because... Because you couldn't say you couldn't. I couldn't say right. I couldn't. So, I think we need some more wired. Okay, all right. <laughs> so leading up to it, I was really nervous because I'm, I like talking, but it, when it's something I'm more confident about, I feel like it's going to go better. But when we were sitting in our little uh, community center there, uh, Josh and I were working on it. I was like, Josh, I'm going to suck at this. I'm going to suck at this. I'm going to fail. And he was like, no, just do it. And everything went really smoothly. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, and something I'm taking away from it is hopefully after uh, my last year of high school, I'll be going into kids and youth ministry next year, I hope. So fantastic. So it's nice to see, like, yeah, this is what I want to do with my life. It really unleashed something in your heart. Yeah. Okay? I love that. I, uh, Without getting into Ivy, when you first came to our church a little over two years ago, you'd sit in the back in a hoodie yeah. with your hood pulled up and pulled tight. And I remember saying someone, one of our ushers, go hug her. And they're like, go hug her? I'm like, yeah, just make sure she's not packing heat or anything. Because <laughs> you were a little sketchy back there. You were. <laughs> Is that too honest? No. But, I... <laughs> but then we, you got a yellow Nova hoodie. So you were still back there with your, with your hood up, but you looked really friendly in the yellow bright. We could keep an eye on you when I was preaching. Like, where is she? And to see you go from there to leading kids ministry in Dominican, I just think that's amazing. Thank you. And we're so proud of you. So now, proud. Now, Kayla, I want to ask you a question. You can give Kayla the mic. Um, after the kids ministry, you guys went door to door, which you, that would freak you out. You were saying, how do they do that? Can I just say I would hate it? They went door to door and in the same community and you're praying for people and inviting them to an outreach service at the end of the week. You don't speak the language. 
but you're meeting new people. Talk to us about that, what that was like for you. Um, Maddie takes after you. She didn't enjoy it either in the beginning. <laughs> so I had Emily and Maddie with me in my group and a translator as well. So we would just walk up to the community, into the houses, um, and they're so nice. No matter what they're doing, if they're home or if they're not home, they'll welcome you in. No matter, they don't ask who you are, just come on in. So we're like, okay, so we'd go in. They were very shy in the beginning, but just going into their houses, we were told in the beginning, always ask if they want prayer, that kind of thing. Not one person said no. Not one person didn't invite us just in. Just so incredible to me. It was fantastic. They were so open and welcome. Um, so we would pray for all of them. Um, sometimes numerous people in the house would ask for different prayers. Um, a lot of them have health issues and concerns. Not one of them are worried about money or anything. It was always, my mom's sick, my dad's sick, I have this, I have that. Um, but just praying over them, you could feel their faith in the prayers. Um, and just, yeah, it was just amazing to see, A, the two girls praying and just really seeing God move in them and just watching the families in there welcome us in and say, yes, I want prayer. And then them coming to the event that night. Um, some of the houses in the community were extremely hard to get to through the paths. Uh, there was one house we didn't even realize it was there until somebody actually said, oh, there's a house up in the woods. So, of course, we hiked up with our translator and we're like, this is, no one's going to be home and this is going to be a waste of time. So we got up there and there was a woman in a wheelchair. She actually had one leg living with her granddaughter. And her daughter, her granddaughter was actually at the school that we did the community fun times with. Um, and so we sat and we prayed with her and we invited them to the event, all known well knowing that they're probably not going to get to the event from where they were. Um, and she's like, I would love to come, but I don't think I can. Uh, the wheelchair won't get up the path. And they were actually the first people at the event that night. Wow. It was incredible to see. Can you believe that you were going door to door? Like, because I don't know, you're no. not, would you call <laughs> no. yourself an extrovert? No. No. <laughs> right. Uh, and just to see the stretching, not the breaking, but the stretching, yeah. um, you're, you're better because of it. And with yeah. the outreaches, I mean, there was more than those times that you got the opportunity to pray for people, um, Ethan, after the outreach. I mean, think about it. You just had a volleyball game. Can you imagine huddling in your friends and going, okay, let's pray? Um, this is different for you, but after this outreach, Ethan, you, you had an opportunity to pray for people. Talk to us about that. Uh, so at the outreach, we, there were a bunch of guys on motorcycles who stayed kind of near the back of the field where we were doing it. And we didn't really notice them for the beginning. And then uh, Luke at the end told us, hey, youth, so Jackson, Josh, let's take you over and pray for them. So there were about maybe five, six guys sitting on their motorbikes. I uh, don't know if they meant to be there or like um, just showed up because of music or something like that. But we started praying for them. And we couldn't really understand them, or they can understand us. But all I remember is, at the end of it, um, they were all in tears, which was really powerful. Like, oh, wow. just touched me. Yeah. It's amazing. So many amazing stories. Maddie, my girl, Maddie Renee, Killer Miller, you are the youngest on the team. You're 12 as of right now. You turn 13 December. Do you want to announce when your birthday is in case people want to buy you gifts? December 16th. Amazing. <laughs> uh, you're the youngest, and we were like, uh, um, but you went, but you ended you up. You said no, I said yes. Yes, you're the woman of faith. And, uh, but you end up sharing your testimony twice with a translator in a microphone in another country. Tell us about that, because you've never spoken in church before in a microphone. 
in all the history of being around church, and you chose your first time to do it in Dominican. But tell us about that, sharing twice, what led up to that and what that experience was like. So we were going door to door, and I was with Emily and Kayla, but I was like, I didn't want to do it. I was like, it would be the right thing to do, but I do not want to do that. It wasn't something that sounded fun to me, but we were going door to door, and Kayla and Emily pulled me over and they're like, we think you should do your testimony. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. And they're like, we think it's God telling us that you should do it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll do it then. You know, so God didn't tell them they should share. They told me, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll think about it. And when we were done going door to door, um, I told Luke, I was like, I think I want to do my testimony tonight. And one thing that stuck out to me that Kayla said to me was, um, if it's, it could be for someone else in the audience or it could be for you. And the first time, it was definitely for me. It really helped me out. And the second night when we were going door to door again, I was like, yeah, like it was good. We met some really cool people. But the outreach event was happening and I was like, I can do it again. Like I think what I was telling everyone about my testimony applied, it could apply to that service more. So I changed up some things and <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I got up and did it, and it was so much easier. So the first time, I think it was definitely for me, but the second time, it was definitely for someone else. And again, we... I'm not crying, you're crying. No. <laughs> Anybody can have that opportunity. Um, you can be raised in this. You can have your faith walk mapped out for you by your parents. But it's truly opportunities like this that it becomes their own. You can never put a dollar amount on it. You can never put time on it. It's, it's such a true opportunity for God to speak directly to them outside of you. It's, it's a, it's, I am so grateful uh, parentally for this church that created this opportunity for them to go so that those experiences can be had outside of the parents. Um, I just think, this is just a side note too while I'm talking about how wonderful they are. Um, Luke and Liz, who were the leaders on the trip, um, my goodness, I know your hearts because I know you personally, but could I get a couple of you just to say what something so wonderful about Luke and Liz that you learned on this trip? Something about their leadership. Something that stood about out how you. fantastic yeah. they are. Um, being the youngest again without parents, I had my brother Josh, but I was still really nervous about it. They were great for that. They made me feel safe and stuff, and they really helped me out when I was nervous for my testimony and stuff, and just overall, if I wasn't sure about something, I knew I could go to them, and they would help me out. That's awesome. Like, I know I had my mom on the trip, but it was good to have, like, more adults that I can, like, trust and, like, talk to. So, like, Luke, the only male adult on the team. Yeah, which, Luke. <laughs> uh, was good, because then we could, like, go to him to talk, to about, talk about stuff and, like, talk about our day that we don't feel talking about to other people, which was really good. They were always uh, working. Like, if they told us to do something, it's because they were doing it too and they needed help. They weren't just telling us to do something because they didn't want to. They were just always working. And they were just great to talk to at the end of the day, like Ethan said. I love my mom a lot. <laughs> um, and in, being a teenager now, and, like, you can see how they're growing just as they're watching you growing. And it was really just so nice to see my mom step out into something she's so passionate about and just be, like, She's always been a leader. She has her own little army of kids, so she's used to it, and it was just, oh, so nice. You're, you're making me cry, Ivy. <laughs> yeah, just like kind of what Josh said, um, 
whenever we would get tired of like putting cement on walls in 40 degree heat, I'd look at like Luke and all the other leaders and they'd still be going and be like, come on guys, like we got this. And I'd still see them enjoying themselves as well as like doing the work they were supposed to be doing. I was like, okay, I can do this. Like I can keep going because they're all going. All right, we're going to do the speed round right now. Wow. So we're going to start here. We're going to go down this way, start with Liz and come back in with Josh. You ready? One word answer. Because of this trip and this experience, I am more what in your life? What has changed? Where have you feel like you've grown? One word, I am more what because of this trip? Happy. Faithful. Prepared. <laughs> Confident. Confident. <laughs> the girl stole mine. Confident. <laughs> Bold. Grateful. Engaged. Encouraged. Yeah. Liz, this one, you're going to close this one. So you pass that down to Liz. Um, coming home, you know, Vegas has this saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, that's why it's called Sin City. Uh, the opposite is what happens in Dominican does not stay there. How do you think this is going to change you guys, but also what, do you, what is your hope that this is going to do for us as a church, as we both locally and globally, but this trip, how will it change us moving forward as a, as a community? And I know a little secret, because my kids were on there, that you were the main preacher the entire time. Um, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just hope that what the takeaway is, is just what God's capable of doing through us. Um, <clears throat> we talk to the kids a lot about, or the youth, sorry, um, a lot about being the hands and feet, and that's what we were doing. We were, we were living the gospel in the Dominican, um, and because they got to experience that, because everybody got to kind of see what they were capable of doing, they now have that boldness and confidence and all those words that we heard just a second ago to continue doing that in their life. That it wasn't just seven days while we were in the Dominican. It's not just the Dominican that needs us either. We have lots of missions here in Halifax that need us. Um, so it needs to be a lifelong, continuously serving and giving. Awesome, can we give a round of applause for our team? Luke, come on. Yeah. Here's how we're going to close today is, Luke, I want in a moment, will you pray for our church? Can we stand today as we get ready to close? Come on, team, we can stand. We are determined to be contributors, not consumers. In a moment, we're going to be dismissed, and they're going to, you're going to consume coffee. But in that moment, there's going to be a line you walk across saying, well, I only consume where I contribute. And this is what it looks like, walking across the lobby and meeting someone new, asking someone how their day was. Maybe stopping by the debit machine going, I'm going to help build this church financially. It's encouraging the teachers of Nova Kids and Junior when you see them, thank them for what they're doing for your kids. Speak into their life and find lonely people even in this room and make their lives better because of you. Would you pray a blessing over us as a church that we'll continue to contribute both locally, internationally, and just pray a blessing over us as a church? Absolutely. God, uh, I welcome here today, Father. Thank you for your presence in uh, this church, in Nova, in each of our lives, and our pastors, and um, the leadership of this church. We just praise you for that, and we praise you for the vision that um, you've been placed on this church, and uh, just how we are able to just meet locally uh, in Halifax, but also globally, God. And we just praise you for the opportunities for that, Father. And I just pray over this church, Lord. I pray that you would um, just 
provide clarity in uh, the gifts that each person has in this church, because they do have one, and you've uh, provided us that, and it says that um, in your word, God, and we just praise you for that. And I just pray that you would uh, give a clarity on, on what each gift is in our life, God, and you would just encourage us to, to use those gifts and to reach people and to reach communities and to reach groups of uh, individuals that, that don't know you, Father, or need to know something about you that will just change their life. And we just, um, we just uh, thank you for the opportunity of this group. We thank you for this team and uh, for Nova and their, their financial gifts and for the prayers um, that just allowed everything to just go flawlessly, Father. And we just uh, uh, pray a blessing over each person here, and I just pray that they would be kind of set on fire for you and for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, missions team. We are so proud of you. We honor you. We love you. Now, church, a couple things as we get ready to go into our missions field. A couple things. Those 60-plus, pick up your directions. Uh, Next Steps is happening in like 10 minutes. Those that want to be a part of this church, guests, pick up your gift bags. We love you, and we'll see you next Sunday morning. God bless, and have a great week.